Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. We are looking at biblical prophecy as summarized in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. Today, we're taking a second look at section 676 of the Catechism. Now, I'm going to make this um, as simple as I can. If you want to know what's going to happen in the world, a summary of what's going to happen in the world, then look at the Catechism of the Catholic Church, section 675 and 677. Take you two minutes each to read. But if you want to know what's going to happen in the meantime, okay, 675 and 677 tells you what's ahead. 676 tells you what's happening now. And it is my belief that sometimes it's as difficult to see the present as it is to peer into the future. You might say, that's crazy. Well, hang on. So here we go. Section 676 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The Antichrist deception already begins. Okay. So 675, 677 tells you what's coming, the Antichrist kingdom, his deception worldwide. But 676 says it already begins. It begins to take shape in the world every time the claim is made to realize within history that messianic hope, which can only be realized beyond history. Okay, the messianic hope of a glorious new earth is yet future, and yet there's amongst Catholics and Protestants various things. There's a lot of stuff floating around the internet claiming to be biblical prophecy, claiming all kinds of new leaders, new this and new that, that are going to be golden ages before Christ comes. Uh, That's not exactly what these three sections of the Catechism say. The Church has rejected, then, the modified forms of this falsification of the kingdom, which come under the name of millenarianism. In other words, this golden age and millenarianism comes from various understandings of Revelation 20. Okay, but it says, especially the intrinsically perverse political form of secular messianism. Now, what in the world is that talking about? Now, I'm just going to give you a hint. Overseeing the development of the Catechism of the Catholic Church was Cardinal Ratzinger, who became Pope Benedict XVI. This is just my estimation, but I've tried to look and ponder these things and then do some fairly wide reading to try to come up what's what's meant by this. And in the media context of the late, or not the late, the major scope of the 20th century, you could say the various fascist governments, especially communism, and there's a papal encyclical reference in a footnote here. But in my thinking, what's happening now is best articulated in Pope Benedict XVI's encyclical entitled On Christian Hope. It's widely available on the internet from the Vatican and other places. 
And this encyclical, this 2007 encyclical on Christian hope, is the key to Catechism of the Catholic Church, section 676. And let me just kind of back up in history a little bit, then we're going to move forward (laughs) to that encyclical. Way back, um, Plato, the philosopher who lived somewhere around 424 to 328 B.C., wrote about a, what he, some people thought he was writing of a mythical or maybe a real, we don't know, uh, Atlantis, this huge island or continent that was a highly advanced civilization that experienced some type of cataclysmic destruction and sank into the sea. Okay, so Plato was talking about Atlantis, this uh, kind of uh, this golden utopian civilization. Then fast forward from Plato, I'm jumping ahead quite a bit in history. In 1627, Francis Bacon published a utopian novel called The New Atlantis. And what's very interesting is that Francis Bacon is sometimes called the father of America in a sense that he was so instrumental in the establishment of the colonies of Virginia and Carolina. And you always want to look at a person's motivation. Why are you doing this? I was asked yesterday by somebody, why am I concerned about marriage? And I told him why I was concerned. Well, that book, The New Atlantis, has been very instrumental in our country. As I say, some people view Bacon as the father of the United States or father of America. A lot of people don't realize that our country was divided at its founding and even before its founding. And I'm not talking about a division between Protestants and Catholics. Okay, let's just put down the swords for a minute. Uh, Catholics were here first, September 8, 1565, first Christian uh, settlement in this land that's now known as the United States was in St. Augustine, Florida by Catholics. And then Plymouth Rock in 1620, a little bit later, uh, the Puritans came. And again, these aren't swords. Both were attempts to establish a Christian civilization in this land. And the division, it wasn't between the Protestants and Catholics. Yes, they had their divisions, but the big division were those who were here following these utopian dreams that somehow God had preserved this continent or this land that became the United States to be the expression of a new type of Atlantis, what Plato had been writing about, what Bacon was hoping for and perhaps was scheming for as he was instrumental in the establishment of the colonies of Virginia and the Carolinas. So even today, something's going on and multiple presidents ever since I think Woodrow Wilson Roosevelt, the Bushes, uh, Bill Clinton referred to it, Obama referred to it as the new world order. What in the world is that? Well, it's, it's just, if you look at in Wikipedia, they just say the new world order refers to a new period of history evidencing dramatic change in world political thought. It's primarily associated with the ideological notion of world governance. And most people probably listening to this broadcast think, well, you know, 
I think it's great to cooperate with other nations and such, but I'm, I'm, thank you very much, but I'm very happy with the United States of America. We're not perfect, but whatever. But on the back of our dollar bill, it's kind of revealing that you ha- find a pyramid, which isn't exactly a Christian symbol, because in our Judeo-Christian heritage, because we are indebted to the Jews as Christians, the pyramid isn't uh, like very friendly notion or image, but there's a pyramid with the all-seeing eye on the top, and then above the pyramid, there's a Latin phrase that says, God has favored our undertaking. Now remember, back to section 676, the Antichrist deception begins, especially in the intrinsically perverse notion of a political form of a secular utopia, okay? And then there's uh, the phrase under the pyramid, novus ordo seclorum, which means a new order of the ages or a new world order. This is a secular understanding of the millennium. Now, there's obviously um, influences, not only that are at our founding, that are around today, and it's revealed in the back of our dollar bill. Now, I'd like to go, and briefly, and we're going to go in-depth in this because I'm afraid Pope Benedict, I'm not afraid, but I mean, I feel he was so far ahead of things that people grossly has underestimated his insight. He, he talks in this encyclical on Christian hope of the transformation of the Christian faith to a hope in the modern age. In other words, there's a distortion that has taken place in Christian hope and expectation. Again, it's taking the hopes of the kingdom of God and transferring them into the kingdom of man. He talks about the foundations of the modern age. These appear with particular clarity in the thought of Francis Bacon. This new era emerged through the discovery of America and the new technical achievements that had made this development possible is undeniable. But what is the basis of this new era? The new correlation between science and practice, which would mean the dominion over creation. Anyone who reads and reflects on these statements attentively will recognize a disturbing step has been taken. Up to that time, the recovery of what man lost through the expulsion from paradise was expected from faith in Christ. That was our redemption. Now, this redemption, the restoration of lost paradise, is no longer expected from faith but from the newly discovered link between science and practice. It is not that simply faith has been denied, it's just been displaced. And at the same time, it becomes irrelevant for the world. This programmatic vision has determined the trajectory of the modern times, and it also shapes the present-day crisis of faith, which is essentially a crisis of Christian hope. This hope, too, in Bacon, acquires a new form, Now it is called faith in progress. And from this, there'll be totally new discoveries and a totally new world will emerge. The kingdom of man, which he also alludes to in this encyclical, 
as the kingdom of the Antichrist. Now, let's bring this home. There are numerous attempts in the world. Communist China, there's been numerous attempts during the 20th century in the communist nations to build this utopian paradise lost, this new Atlantis on earth. But there's probably no nation on earth that has been more influenced by the new Atlantis vision and a catechism saying, this kingdom of the Antichrist deception already begins when people start to try to do within history, which is going to come at the end of history, and do depending on man's achievements rather than on faith in Christ and what he has done. This is what brings about the kingdom of the Antichrist. And there's no nation at this period on earth, and who knows what the future may bring. It could easily change. But at this moment in history, what country on this globe has been most influenced by Francis Bacon, which the founding of this country was influenced by, and Pope Benedict pinpoints as the total transformation of the hope of the modern world? Well, folks, it's the United States of America. So it's time to take the blinders off and read section 676 that the Antichrist deception already begins, especially with messianic hopes that can only be realized beyond history through the eschatological judgment. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 322 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.